are joined in studio with Waylon Judson. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi KSU. Um, <laughs> my name's Waylon. I'm a student here at CSU, just finishing my degree in mathematics and starting my master's in computer science next semester. Awesome, thanks Waylon. Uh, before we get started with the interview, we're just gonna send out our question to listeners one more time. How would you think you could be better about sustainability and how do you think the world around you could be better about sustainability? Uh, text in those answers to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. And we will uh, we'll talk to Waylon about them. Should be, a, should be a good time. Alrighty. To kick things off, do you want to tell us a little bit about Humble Shapes? Sure, sure, yeah. So about, I think it was back in May, I, being a student of mathematics, I really love uh, kind of dealing with data sets and data analytics, so I started doing a lot of like keyword research. And to me, I've always known like I really love business and entrepreneur, and I think that really comes with like solving problems. It's really fulfilling to solve problems and to see like your innovations used to solve problems. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was just doing keyword research. Um, and I would analyze different marketplaces for different keywords and the demand on products under different keywords and the competition of products under different keywords. And I found a lot of like really valuable data. I'm sure there's a lot of really viable uh, markets for people to enter. Um, but I started thinking to myself like, oh, like I really, want to feel good about this you know I don't want to just like manufacture like more cheap plastic for the world and so I ended up starting angling towards sustainability and making sustainable products more accessible um, since then uh, there's been a huge branding and birth of what is now like humble shapes and it's still quite young I still have so much work to do but it's been a really awesome learning experience and I've had some incredible success working with community members, and I hope to be able to have a really big net positive impact on the world and the environment when it comes to sustainability. Awesome, so Humble Shapes is a alternative to plastic wrap. Uh, could you explain how it works? The product? Yeah. Yeah, so we currently distribute one product that we have designed, it's um, a beeswax plastic wrap. So it's made with three different ingredients. It's beeswax, uh, tree resin, and a linen cloth. Um, and what you do is, since the wax is malleable under different temperatures and it creates an airtight seal, you can use it to put over different containers to preserve your food. Similarly, what you would use plastic wrap for um, and saran wrap. I use it to make my avocados last or like if I have some fruit I don't want to go bad, I, I use it like there. So. There's a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of different uh, plastic alternative products that have so much potential. I, I think this one's like totally awesome. It is biodegradable, reusable, washable. You definitely got to be careful. You don't want to run it through your dishwasher though, because you know beeswax will melt under hot temperatures. So, um, but yeah, it's a little bit about the product. Right on. And uh, where do you where do you get the wax from? Where do you make them? Yeah, so I was doing a lot of different um, prototyping and I eventually started working with a contract manufacturer um, and that's a very big learning process and I had to figure out different ways to communicate there. Um, but yeah, I have my, uh, my wax wraps manufactured and then sent to fulfillment centers to automate uh, shipping and delivery. 
Um, and all of this is uh, <laughs> the processes I decided to do for building my business because I feel like there's a lot of value in automation. And I also feel business owners have to assume more of a responsibility when uh, things come to sustainability because they have more of an impact than consumers do. So you said that the wraps were reusable. Is there a limit on that since they're also biodegradable? Yeah, on average, they'll last to six months to a year, depending on how rigorous they are being used. Um, if you aren't going to use them for a while, you can also throw them in the freezer, uh, extend their lifespan that way. Right on. Um, so I want to throw back to something you mentioned a second ago, which I think is a really big discussion nowadays, and it's just kind of starting to come to people's attention, is the responsibility of the producer versus the consumer in sustainability. Sure. And um, I think kind of the, the general assumption in our society is that the consumer is responsible for how sustainable they are. But recently, I feel like there's been some stronger pushback that no, the, the producers of these products and you know companies that create products that we use need to be responsible for how sustainably we can use them. Uh, did that inspi help inspire you to do what you do and what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question and I think there's uh, very, very complicated uh, ways um, in how that's important. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways to be sustainable um, regarding like ethical consumerism. I think ideally like we all use like very, very little, you know, um, but we are in like a very rampant uh, capitalist world right now. Um, so maybe in order to help meet that, instead of continuing to mass produce plastic products, we could maybe produce products that will biodegrade. Um, living in this like capitalism, you know, um, and I think businesses do have more of a responsibility, but I think consumers do have a power to be able to vote with their dollar, you know, and it's it's hard, you know, it, it's easy to feel helpless when it comes to sustainability as a person because fighting climate change and working towards a more sustainable world is not something that any one person or one business, even the biggest of corporations, is going to be able to accomplish on their own. And in exploring this, it's become like really, really, really important to me to build uh, uh, communities and raise discussion around sustainability and just uh, have, have the conversation, you know, um, because together there can be a much bigger impact uh, that's net positive. So along those lines, do you personally think that um, American culture strives for cleanliness and almost sanitation over sustainability? Because that's where a lot of the plastic comes from, is that people are worried that their food isn't being uh, sanitized correctly and that it's going to be touching other things. Sure. Um, I don't think those are necessarily mutually exclusive. I think that uh, it's totally possible to be like uh, clean and uplifted and still uh, have sustainable practices. Um, I think that we have definitely uh, been like as a society geared towards like oh like more is better bye 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 consume 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 like social media is a perfect example of something that's like kind of polarizing in the sense that it's really bad for mental health to always see like the best parts of everybody else's live and then harshly criticize yourself. Um, and so social media, I always say, is like really bad for mental health, but really good for business. And so society kind of like progresses as like things that are good for business, not necessarily good overall. Um, and 
I think people are starting to realize that, and I think there are great progress being made. I think there is a, a big demand for sustainable products now, which is awesome. Um, I think like uh, people being conscious consumers and uh, being like having more opinions on like how they choose what they eat and where their food comes from and of course it's very difficult to like do every single thing to be sustainable but if bit by bit we can all kind of begin to like be more mindful and more conscious of what we're consuming uh, I think it really does work its way up the supply chain and have its effect on on the bigger corporations um, but it does take time you know like the biggest learning experience for me is patience because uh, building a business takes time and <laughs> I I'm, I'm have to be patient with myself and making change takes time. Absolutely. It takes focus. Um, so we're going to go back to talking about Humble Shapes, but just real quick, I wanted to ask you about some of these texts we got in. Sure. Uh, a listener named Charlie texted in a few ways that both they themselves and the world could be more sustainable. I just wanted to know what your thoughts on these were. So the ways the world could be more sustainable is... Um, and I actually, I actually don't know what this first one means, but grid greening. Um, what does, does it any, say? Grid greening? Grid greening. Does anyone in the studio know what that means? I am not the person to ask, but I don't um, think so. I can look it up and we can come back All to right, that. We'll come back to that one. Uh, vegetarian diet. Do you think that switching to a vegetarian diet and people, more people switching to a vegetarian diet is good for sustainability? Yeah, uh, I think I think being vegetarian is really great for sustainability. I think that there are a lot of... Um, problems with uh, meat industries and their sustainable practices. Um, that doesn't mean like all uh, meat is bad. Um, uh, there's definitely like two different sides to this conversation, but it, I think it is a, a great way if you're not super attached to meat or at least specifically red meat um, to be more sustainable. Um, or if you do really like eating meat, uh, to really put in the time of effort to like, oh, like maybe work with like a, a glo glo uh, local grass-fed farm or something, you know? Definitely. Um, all right, here's the next one. Water stewardship. How do you think we could be better to the water around us? Oh my God, that's a huge, huge, huge thing to talk about. I remember, this is funny, I remember when I was in middle school, <laughs> actually a long time ago, um, we all did projects on water rights and we were all thinking and having these conversations and I think our, our teachers were facilitating some sort of discussion around water and water rights, but big consensus was like, Water is a, a very limited resource, um, and there is actually already, I was just reading, so much microplastic within our water that like we can't even see or feel or touch, and we consume like a silly amount of microplastic, and the health, uh, health restrictions of that are, are terrifying. Um, and uh, totally under-researched, and those consequences are totally ominous, you know? Um, I don't know, it's really, there's so much to talk about there, whether it's um, like a lot of the water from the Colorado Divide gets like pumped all the way to Las Vegas, you know, and like so much of it like gets evaporated just within that. There's aquifers in Southern Colorado that big companies want to get their hands on. Uh, that's a, it's a big topic, but I think we could definitely be conscious. I take pretty short showers. I try to be as that was actually the next thing I was going to ask efficient. About. <laughs> uh, next thing I was going to ask about. So they they mentioned uh, short showers, diet, and air travel as ways that people can personally be 
more sustainably um, aware. What do you think? Are there other ways that people can, like, just in their individual ways, take a better care of the world around us? Sure, yeah. Um, I guess I think about this a lot kind of subconsciously. Um, and I actually grew up off-grid, so maybe that's why. Um, but growing up, you always were super conscious about the amount of electricity you used um, and how long your showers were and how much water you used. And I, I think little things like that and diet uh, do end up, first of all, saving the consumer money because electrical bills and water bills are all things we all have to pay for. But also I think are great ways to, great small ways to reduce the carbon footprint. And yeah, I mean, we're all not gonna be able to do it on ourselves. but if we all do like little things every day, uh, I think change uh, can happen and we can move towards a more sustainable future. We kind of have to, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Um, so I did look it up, and Charlie, if you're listening, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I just found this on a website, but uh, greening the grid uh, means pushing the total electricity power grid to Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania away from fossil energy like wind, solar, and hydropower, and I assume that's also in other states besides Pennsylvania. Gosh. Totally moving towards more like a, a green electricity. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But we... Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think that's a, also a great thing to do. I think there are definitely complications uh, and things to be looked at. Uh, my father grew up being a big solar solar guy, and we lived off solar when we were living off-grid for a long time. Um, and solar is really great, but there's a lot of technological repercussions of technologies of what really, really actually is green. So like producing solar cells is actually very, very energy intensive. Um, and don't quote me on the exact numbers, but the moral of the story is, is it takes a large amount of time, several years for a solar panel to be producing solar energy before it's paid off the energy uh, used to produce it. Now, definitely after a given amount of time, like in the long run, is still a, a very green option, uh, but there, there are just things to learn about, you know? <laughs> definitely. Well, thank you so much, Waylon, for coming in and talking to us about sustainability and about humble shapes. Uh, who was that? Somebody's uh, got a Siri. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, we really appreciate you having uh, coming in and talking to us about this. It's really important stuff. It's really interesting stuff. If people want to learn more about humble shapes and what you do to help promote sustainability and how they could possibly be more sustainable, how could they learn more? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I have a website um, up. It's www.humbleshapes.com um, where we can find the beeswax wraps. And I also try and work in the community and also students to talk about sustainability on this community blog. So if you have sophisticated ideas you want to talk about, I really like being a platform for people to have like a voice and also talk to other business owners about sustainability because I think raising the conversation is like one of the, the most important things. All Absolutely. right. And before we close out, is there anything else you'd like to add about Humble Shapes or about sustainability? Um, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. and. I, I think it's really easy to be like hopeless and be like, as a consumer or an individual, be like, oh my God, what am I going to do to freaking uh, uh, be more sustainable or save save the world? Um, but I, I would encourage people to to work within their communities and, and have 
some more optimism around it because I think people do realize it's important and slowly but surely, and I think this has happened with like vegetarianism and veganism, the industries do start to change. Um, so stick with it, everybody. And also thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It means a lot. Of yeah, course, thank man. you for coming on the show. <laughs>